with me, I have my friend Steven. Hi, it's me. They I'm are back. listening to Whip Busters. Believe it or not, I know we haven't been posting as regularly, but you're still listening to it. Yay, um, or just popped up in your auto queue because you clicked subscribe like maybe two months, two and a half <laughs> years ago or something like that. But yeah, uh, today it's just us two. Today. Two and a half people, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm the half. Or I was about to say, does that make me like a one and three quarters Ray's or something? here, but I'm just here for the actual audio portion. Today yeah. we're feeling kind of strange, so we're talking about Stranger Things 3. I started my sentence off with an S. I have no idea what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, like a snake. Race is here, but he doesn't watch Stranger Things, so he's not really in on the mm. know-how of it all. So it's, it's just us two. We're the only ones who've seen season three, right? Tyler has seen it, but he's working today. Oh, so. okay. Sorry, Tyler. And Brian's not here. He's also working. And he's behind. Uh, Kobe's never here. And uh, Harry hasn't been a part of us for a while. <laughs> I'm just thinking everybody who's been here. Hunter's here sometimes. But is he? He's yeah, he's, at least once. Um. So I'm assuming that anybody who's listening to the episode right now has seen See, at least season one and, one and two. Yes. Uh, if you haven't, it's on Netflix, obviously. Uh, it's, it's worth watching. Definitely. Cool. If you want a horror vibe, but more of a Goonie style kind of mix, that's probably the most simple explanation or description I can give. some nostalgia and just some 80s pop culture references over and over and over again. It, it's... It's great. That's why my mom watches it. She's like, this reminds her so much of her childhood. And, like, there's so many, like, little things that mm-hmm. they really hone in on. And the Wheeler house looks so much like my old house. It's scary. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, the oh, puppy no. is active per <laughs> usual. Uh, none of the houses look like anything I lived in because mm-hmm. the one I did live in was, like, a two-story like mm-hmm. wooden type thing which is really cool but uh stranger things we'll go right into it stranger right. things it's all in the 80s starts off with what 1984 yeah i think so uh it follows a group of kids and their friends and all these weird strange phenomenal mm-hmm. p- paranormal stuff starts happening um not gonna go in complete detail season one and two and what all happened but uh spoilers beware blah blah blah, blah. 1983 sorry. 83 okay See, I thought it was 84. My bad. Uh, so you follow gosh. a group of kids that discover some st- strange things going on in their life, particularly when a young girl pops up and she is, she's got some crazy powers. She, uh, she likes waffles. A lot. And she likes to make things move with her mind while making her nose bleed. Mm-hmm. Lots of little bitty nosebleeds. Right. Uh, very young cast. Very. Very talented cast. Uh, I do agree, yes. And you've got some big names out there like mm-hmm. uh, Winona Ryder. She is yes. uh, one of the, she's the mom of one of the kids. She's named Joyce. Uh, then you've also got... Who else was like very David prominent? David Hopper. David uh, Hopper. <laughs> Not Hopper. David Harbour. But he wasn't too big before this. I feel like this is really... Put right. him out there now, because now he's Hellboy, and there's rumors that he's going to be the thing for 
the Fantastic Four reboot. Oh, I thought you. I was thinking of the Thing, as in the horror film. Ugh, John Carpenter that'd was be like, "So good, I love the Thing." Like if they do, the, okay. Just side note: if they do the Thing, like a, a like a remake, remake, like a new one or Not a show or something, prequel crap. Right, they should definitely cast Kurt Russell's son. Yes, because or just he Kurt looks... Russell again because he's so <laughs> yummy. He should be like a voice still, in the radio he's even or something. Still so yummy. He's uh he's one of my favorite actors. I I, I love him. Uh, anyways, we are all over the place. We today. are definitely let's let's focus. Let's focus. So we're not gonna recap season one and two. We're gonna go straight into season three. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen season one and two, go watch it. If you haven't seen three, <laughs> go watch it now. Yes. We're going to spoilerville. Mm-hmm. So before we start, what happened in the season two? End of season two, um, they close. There, there was a big gate, which is where the demi dogs were coming out of. And the demigorgon and everything. And Elle had to use her bitchin' powers to close, close the gate. And um, in the process, when all the, the kids found each other, Mike found out that Hopper has been hiding Eleven from him for the past few months. Um, Steve Harrington adopted a bunch of middle school kids. He's the mama bird now, and it's my favorite thing. Do you remember when we used to hate Steve? Yes. Season one? Yes. He went He's from... He's my favorite now. <laughs> well, 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 there's something he said in season one, which I'll say when we get to a certain part mm-hmm. in season three of how his character is like a complete change. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Mama Steve. I love Mama Steve. <laughs> uh, we were introduced to some new characters season two, Billy and Max. Um... Max is a cool kid. Uh, she's the only other girl of the group other than Eleven. So that's... They, they they didn't really get along season one because, of course, they didn't really see each other till about... I mean, sorry, season two because they didn't really see each other till the end. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I really like their girl bonding in this season. And then Billy's our troubled teen. And he's going to get even more troubled as <laughs> season three comes to terms um joyce lost her boyfriend rest in peace super Super bob Bob. (laughs) and that kind of replays here uh one of the most important things to remember from season two is that will is connected to the the main demi gorgon he's kind of like the spy of the upside down so he he's got he's got his uh peter tingles with (laughs) Whenever the demigorgon comes, and you will see that very frequently, <laughs> almost as frequently, yeah, almost as frequently as Eleven's nosebleeds, you'll get Probably, Will yeah. holding his neck and being like, "He's near." <laughs> so that that's the new, yep, reoccurring segment. Um, Joyce, of course, has her crazy obsession every season. Season one was the lights and being like, Will, Will. Season two was all his drawings. And season three is magnets. How do they work, Joyce? (laughs) How? Magnets? (laughs) So season two ended ended on a bang. With Eleven showing her powers to the fullest extent. Definitely Mm -hmm. the most, well, I say the most powerful display of uh, her powers being used. Uh, give us a second. We got a we got a rampaging dog. Oh no! You probably cut this part out, yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, so I want to start off and kind of give an episode-by-episode recap. Okay. But the first episode, I'm not going to do titles and names or whatever. We're introducing two new characters. Yes. Because we're catching up with all of our other characters, too. Oh, Dusty Poo. Dusty Poo? Dusty Boo. Which one? Is it Dusty Poo? I think it's Dusty Poo. Okay. No, it's Susie Poo and... Dusty Buns. Dusty Bunny. Okay. Uh, he just got back from summer camp, right? Mm-hmm. And at first he thinks no one missed him, yep. but then they throw him a big old surprise party, which he basically pepper sprays Lucas with his um, hairspray from season two that was given to him by um, Steve, yep. Mama Steve. It's all happy. Everybody's having a good old time, talking to each other, catching um, up. Mike and Eleven are making up on some smooching. With the door open about three inches. About three inches. No, it wasn't open three inches. It was... <laughs> See, okay, so uh, me and my sister talked about this a lot. Mike, he pisses me off so much. I love Finn Wolfhart, and he's one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm recently but um, i don't think there's a single season that i like mike don't like mike makes me so mad and the way he talks to hopper and just like i'm like you don't talk to him like that my mom but my sister was like he's he doesn't respect hopper he hates hopper because he hid him he hid l from him from so long and blah 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 but i'm still like bruh he's a kid could kill you he's an officer he He's a he's a he's a what preteen teenager? Yeah, teenager. They're middle school. Okay, he's doing kid things. I know. It just makes me so mad. Did the t- uh, computer go off? No, it should. Okay. Just want to make sure yeah. we have a lot of little stops Screen in here. Screensaver's popping up. Yeah, I want to make sure it's still going. Yeah, I see that popping up. Okay, good, good, good. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, he's just doing kid things. Yeah. He, he, but he's being rebellious at the same time, and it's it, it it is disrespectful. But every kid kind of does so that. Much. And Hopper doesn't quite like Mike being over there all the all time. time. Just Smooching. like a parent would. Smooching all the time. Right. So we get some good comedy with her powers being used and them acting like nothing's happening when he barges into the room. Yeah. Uh, They're just reading comics. Yep. It's fine. Fan favorite, Mama Steve. Mama Steve got We're, himself a new job. At Scoops Ahoy, the Scoop Troop. And that's where we meet a new character named... Robin. Robin, which uh, is played by Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's... Daughter. Daughter. They are very proud of their daughter. I'm glad, because I never heard of her before then, whatsoever. They, uh, Ethan Hawke made like an Instagram post. He's like, I know y'all probably haven't seen her high school plays and this and that, but I have... And he, it's so cute. And she slays in this role. Very good chemistry between. Oh, uh, those chemistries are amazing. And Dustin. Oh, absolutely. Three of them are the best part of the season, in my opinion. They're my favorite. They have the most. I won't say easy to digest, but just their story, like Mm. line. Yes. In my opinion, was the best storyline of the season yes. even though everybody was important i liked everybody it was the most a fun lot. to watch it definitely was because them you were... and then joyce and hopper i think yeah. that those two teams have the best chemistry and have the best like 
I think part of it too is that the others are so serious. The Will and Mike and all of them are mm-hmm. very serious, even though they're still goofy teens and stuff. But Nancy and Jonathan, for sure, are like serious all the time. And, and, <laughs> but the these two groups, even though Joyce and Hopper are trying to be serious, their personalities are just so you don't take it seriously. Right. Kind of. But Steve, you don't take seriously whatsoever, and I love him. No, you can't. They actually had to make him not lie mm-hmm. at one part in the season, which we'll get to, obviously. It's uh, one of my favorite parts. I was yes. laughing real hard. Yes. Uh, also catching up with uh, Nancy and Jonathan, where mm-hmm. they're working at a newspaper, local newspaper thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, the middle, three of them are out of high school officially. Yes. In season two, they were all still in high school, but now they are. Out. <laughs> but they are all graduated and starting their new jobs as adults. Joyce is the cool mom, letting Nancy slip over. Nancy, I said that <laughs> weird. Nancy sleep over in the same room as Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Joyce, Joyce is a cool mom. I want. I love Joyce. So Nancy likes to be Nancy Drew. Yes. Uh, of course, they say it as yes. another big... As they mock her constantly. Because <laughs> she's starting to try to figure out things about the rat poison that's going mm-hmm. on. Sorry, the, not the rat poison. That's, that's something completely different. Uh, there's a bunch of rats eating fertilizer. Rabid rats. And they're exploding and turning the goo. They don't know about the exploding part. But right. They, they don't know about it. We see it before. Freaky. We see it. We as the mm-hmm. audience know. Yep. But. Nancy, Drew, and Jonathan don't. Uh, I feel like, at this point, the whole season is, I'm a girl. Something crazy is happening. Why don't you believe me? Right. It's like, believe the women. every horror movie, you mean? Yes. Every horror movie. You think the women are crazy. And Joyce, she's gone through two other things. This is the third one, and she's telling you. She's been right every single time about. And Hopper still looks at her like, Okay, Joyce. And I'm like, yeah. well, but, uh, Hopper, Hopper, you, you saw all people. You saw a portal close. You saw. You Your were, daughter is a psychic. Like <laughs> She was using Jean Grey-like powers to close a wall, to close the upside down, and you're just doubting what women are Magnets. Saying. Exactly. They're falling off. Well, yeah, you see, this is how it happens, you know. <laughs> and then Max has your... Dump his ass with eleven. Uh, I'm like, yes, queens. A, a lot, a lot of good writing when it yes. comes to this. Now, I wouldn't say like just phenomenal, like blow Perfect. your mind kind of stuff. It is effective. It gets to the point. Some things are heavy handed, especially when it came to the uh, Coke product yes. placement thing, which is kind of new Coke. But everything- see, I didn't get that at first. But my mom's yeah. like, no, no, you don't understand. They. They rebranded Coke, and it was a new flavor, and it was so different. It was so awful, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool, Mom. I, I don't think I remember because I think it happened right around the time I was born, so mm-hmm. I don't know. And for those who are unaware, when I was born, it's 1986. Brian okay. was in 83, I believe. He can correct me or something. I don't so he kind of lived through the 80s in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Well, he, him more so, obviously. But let's get back to our characters. Billy. Billy. Oh, Billy. Lifeguard Billy. 
So got that Billy's power. yummy. He's got that Power Rangers body. Yes. He's just been morphing a lot. <laughs> he, he was a Red Ranger. Mighty morphing. <laughs> he was not as hot in the Power Rangers as he is in this. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that I'm going to justify Billy, but <laughs> he's yummy. And I understand uh, Miss Wheeler's um, dilemma here. <laughs> It's a very reverse type nod towards, uh, oh my gosh, what movie was it with the girl, the lifeguard, was climbing out of the pool? Sandlot? Well, I mean, that's kind of close to it, maybe. But, anyways, I, I, I can't remember things. I'll think of it in a minute. But, Billy's got the attention of some moms. Oh, of all the moms. Some moms want to take some swim lessons. Hawkins. Yeah. Indiana. But the reason I don't know why it's just the moms. Where are all the teenage girls? That other girl lifeguard is just like, hey, Billy. And I'm like, girl. Like, I mean, she kind of went towards him later on, uh, but it wasn't her. (laughs) So Billy is going to be the first character that we're really going to start talking about and kind of dive deep into his uh, psyche and Mm -hmm. why he's an important character and uh, all the trials and tribulations he went through in this season so trauma (laughs) yep so he decides to hit on and and very effectively uh persuade miss wheeler to go on a date with him at a pool late at night for some swim lessons or private swim lessons yeah she agrees to it because he 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 likes her backstroke but he could make it better she agrees to it, but eventually backs down. Mm-hmm. She sees uh, her husband with her daughter, right? They were, like, watching TV or something. I can't yes. remember. But I, another character that I have not liked yet is Mr. Wheeler. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a boring, drab person, but that shouldn't I don't want him to get right killed or <laughs> cheated on, but... He just—I mean, he's—he's he's there. Yeah. Uh, he's not a bad dad. <laughs> I just don't like him. He's just your normal '70s to '80s typical he's glasses not, wearing. But he's not invested. Like no. I feel like he doesn't have any emotions towards his wife or kids. He's just there. I'm like, yeah. you should love your wife and kid. I don't feel like he loves <laughs> his family, but. But that's that's. You only see him for like five minutes a season, so I mean, yeah, I, I guess they. <laughs> You can't really. They got to become sort of relevant. Yeah. Relevant. Uh, but yeah, she backs down. But as Billy is going to meet her, he has something in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite catch what it was because I kind of. I think away. it was one of the rats. It was one of the rats? Okay. And don't quote me on that. But okay. I think it was one of the rats. Busted his windshield. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he stops at an abandoned warehouse, storehouse, or something. Yeah. It was like a, like a mm-hmm. garage, like a. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of garage is where you get your car fixed. Yeah. Kind of thing. If, if I'm remembering right. So he decides to go in because he starts hearing voices and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, is this before or after he sees all the people in the road? Before. So he goes into their... He b- gets yanked down the stairs. Yes. And then he's in the upside down. And okay. that's when he sees all the people. And he's like, who are you? And then he sees himself. Right. And he tells himself, this is what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially grabbing up a whole family, a group of people, a community of some sort. Don't really know at this point. I wouldn't uh, even think about the symbolism there. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. 
uh, once you start talking about it, you start kind of yeah. thinking about the things that pop out. So he gets grabbed to the upside down by this thing of exploding rat goop. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> it's extremely gross. Uh, if anybody wants an idea of what it reminded me of, if you've seen Parasite Eve, the video game, you've seen the first opening, one of the first opening CGs, or uh, cinematic scenes, there's a rat that starts splitting in half and all this stuff, and then later on in the game, things start turning to goop and then coming this huge form, it's this giant like thing. Very close to it. The thing. Our yes. second reference to the thing today. Exactly. Uh, the dogs in the kennel. When but I saw rats. the rats when I saw the rats explode, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I thought it was it's so gross cool. and neat. Uh, he gives Yang to it. End of episode one. We start finding out that he's uh, he pretty much got infected with the whatever the upside. He's possessed, the, the, exactly. Kind of like Will was mm-hmm. season two. Yes. But um, I, that's the other thing. I feel mm-hmm. like this season was way more, you know, people say Stranger Things is a sci-fi horror mm-hmm. show. I feel like one kind of had the horror elements, but it was mostly sci-fi. Two was like solid sci-fi. I don't right. think there's any horror in season two. But season three, I'm like, we're back at it. We're back in a horror. Yeah, show, three definitely pulled all the stops when it comes to horror. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't like a really bad moment or, like, cheap scares that they had. Yeah. I mean, well, there are some... a few jump scares. Yeah. Like, in the hospital. Like, it's your classic yeah. climax in a hospital in a horror movie, but... Uh, we forgot to mention, because I'm going to backtrack just a tiny bit. First season took place during Christmas time. Correct? Yes. Second time, second season, Halloween. Yes. And then this one is July 4th. 4th of July. In the middle of Independence summer. Independence Day. So, uh, this is why we see Billy at the pool all the time. Mm-hmm. So he... And everybody's got summer jobs. Yes. Billy goes back to the pool next next episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's like super clammy and gross. And all the moms are like, Billy! And he's like, ugh. Yeah, not quite acting right. No. Uh, he's burning in the sun. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into back into the lifeguard house or mm-hmm. you know the shower room. Yeah, he's and that's where, a nice cold shower yep. because we know them demigorgons mm-hmm. like it cold. Yep, and this is where we start to see the demigorgon start to battle inside him, right? And start to take over and use him, or pretty much initiate, you know, activate is what they mm-hmm. start the word they start using later on in the season. And Miss Wheeler comes in there, and he's not acting. Right, and she thinks it's because he re- she rejected him, mm-hmm. didn't show up to their date. And then we see a scene. It's kind of like a uh, a jump scare. If, yeah, yeah. What if where like he slams her head and basically into the side? Yeah. It's like just a very like nice crunch. Yeah, but it wasn't real. Obviously. Yeah, it was one of those quick like you thought. Yeah, and I did think mm-hmm. yes. And then he tells her to get away. Yeah, and they go away. We'll go back to that point. Put a bookmark on this point because it plays. A part later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other significant things happen at that point? He, he goes back to the shower, and that's when the other lifeguard. Oh, yes. I forgot her name. I forgot her name, too. I keep wanting to say it's like Morgan or Margaret, but it's not. One second. I'm pulling up the wiki. Yes. Uh, God, I can't remember the name for the life of me. The other out. lifeguard chick. Yes. Keep going. I will find Yeah, okay. Uh, that's all I really have for Billy at the moment. 
We gotta catch up with the other characters. We, we, he knocks her out in the shower. Okay, he just knocks her out? Okay. Yeah, I can't remember if he, like, strangled her or if he hit her head, but he, he knocks her out. Right. But, um... And then we go back to... So, Joyce and Hopper are still trying to figure out the whole magnets thing. Um... Oh, meanwhile, the mayor of the town... Played by Carrie Ellis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may know him from Princess Bride, or the guy from Saw 1, or uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes. Or the guy who was a really lame dad in Liar Liar. <laughs> the other lame dad. They're the both pretty way. lame dads. Yeah. <laughs> he is trying to get reelected, and... The town is very mad at him right now because there is the brand new, super amazing Stardome shopping mall. And as amazing as this super mall is, it is putting a lot of uh, mom and pop shops of Hawkins out of business. And a lot of those people are very mad at the mayor and they're protesting out in front of his office and so he calls hopper over and he's like uh they don't have a permit get them off my property and he's like dude aren't you trying to get reelected?" he goes oh i have a plan for that i'm throwing a big old fourth of july celebration and they're gonna be so distracted by it that they won't even remember these mom pop shops and they'll reelect me so that's kind of what's going on there and we find out that there's a little bit more going on to that mm-hmm. that we'll get to later um yeah and when, when we say later as soon as we get done like setting the tone of the season then we'll go probably by like each character and mm-hmm. or like our best favorite moment of the whole season which i'm pretty sure i think we might have the same favorite moment yes the conversation probably okay okay um because i got three like right, like at the very end i just love Oh, another thing we forgot to talk about that was okay. very important. Before all this happens, Hopper is very, we, we mentioned he's very upset about Mike and Elle's smooching habits and not keeping the door open. And Joyce says that they need to have a heart-to-heart. And he's like, what is that? Like, I don't know how to do that. And so they're practicing their heart-to-heart, and she tells him to write it down. And he's about to have the heart-to-heart, but Elle and Mike are being so awkward and disrespectful kids like i felt so uncomfortable watching they're like (laughs) like like i hated it and hopper kind of loses it and he's like your mom called it's about your grandma and he's like grandma is she okay and he's like no (laughs) and so he gets mike away and locks him in his car and he's like you stay away from and pretty much scares mike off and so now he's lying to l and L has Max come. No, she goes over to Max's first. Yes. And so they're having some girl bonding time and Max takes her to the mall. And Elle's never been to the mall because too many people. She's never been shopping. Yeah. It's so, it's so now Elle, Max is going to help her get stuff that's not Mike, not Hopper, but Eleven. And she gets the cutest little jumper and... She gets the uniform from Festival of the Lion King at Animal Kingdom at Disney World because that shirt at the end, that's just <laughs> straight up Festival of the Lion King cast member uniform. However, while they're at the mall, they see a certain 
somebody who's supposed to be at his grandma's. And you know, friends don't lie. So Mm -mm. she dumps his ass. Oh, and before that, they had a slumber party. Sorry, I'm all over the place. (laughs) They had a slumber party and Max convinces Elle to use her powers to kind of like spy on the boys. And she overhears them saying that, um, that they're a different species and stuff. Meanwhile, poor Will just wants to play Dungeons and Dragons, and I feel you, Will. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> Will the Wise just wants to save a town from some goblins. He came back from the Upside Down, and all he wants to do is play D&D, but everybody's just growing up, yeah. trying to grow up. What do you think up. about that line Mike says? Do you... I know they mentioned in season one, too, about his dad saying stuff to him. Is Mike gay? Or is he just not There's, interested? It's in open gay? for interpretation at the moment. Uh, I think it just means that he's not interested in girls yet. Okay. But it doesn't... You can take it both ways. Because I remember something about his dad calling him gay or something in season one. Okay. And okay. I, I, I can't remember. And I remember reading something about how in the script it says when Mike said this, all he could hear was his dad. Right. And so. It's, there's a possibility. Take it how you will. Yeah. <laughs> how you will. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when the girls are doing the spying thing, they uh, have like a little will with everybody's names on it. Mm-hmm. And it lands on Billy. And so Elle decides to spy on Billy. And that's what we see what he did to that lifeguard girl. He basically brought her back to that abandoned warehouse, garage, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she ha- he has her tied up and he tells her not to be afraid. And basically sacrifices her to the, the rat goop. Yeah. And so she gets taken over, but Elle can't see the girl. He just, she just sees Billy leaning over her and hearing her screaming and stuff. And uh, Max tells her, it's happy screams. Billy does that all the time. And Elle's like, what's a happy scream? She's like, I'll lend you my mom's Cosmo. <laughs> and they kind of just brush past right. it for now. Like, we'll come back to it. They'll come back to it later. Yeah. They're not old enough yet, and I don't think we're old enough for that talk no. yet again. No. <laughs> um, and then finally, we have Scoop's Troop, right? They're yes. the only team that we haven't really discussed much yet. So Steve, we said Dustin came back from um, camp, yep. and so he goes and sees Steve, and Robin's like, your kids are here, and it's so cute because... How many kids do you know? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so... Dustin at camp built the super awesome radio that he wants to use to talk to his girlfriend, Susie Poo. Or, yeah, Susie Poo. And no, you're kind of like, oh, is she real or not? But Yeah. They've we'll set it up to be out. that he's just one of two things, lying or embellishing something that's not really there, like yeah. a friend yeah. who happened to be a girl that may have touched his hand or something. Yeah. She walked by. But then that wouldn't be part of his character in the first two seasons, so yeah. you kind of rule that out a little bit. But I, I, I love everything about Stephen Dustin's yes. like bromance they got going on. So Dustin built this radio to contact his camp girlfriend, but she's not really responding. But 
he does hear something else on his radio and it's a bunch of Russian. It's like this Russian phrase over and over again. So he takes it to Steve and he's like, we're going to be heroes. We're going to stop the Russians. So but he's got to whisper it. Yeah, He's, he's got to whisper it in there, but Steve can't hear him. And then he says something about the Russians. There's a Russians. <laughs> and Steve's like, you don't have to scream it. I know what you said. I just want to make sure that was that was it. <laughs> Along those lines. So they're in the Scoops Ahoy ice cream parlor break room trying to decode the Russian. And meanwhile, Miss Robin comes in there and she's like, I yell her very loud. I could hear everything. I want in. <laughs> and she solves that mystery. Super quick. So fast. Uh, so there's, but Steve does help because he's the one yeah. who finds out where the code is coming from. Yes. Because he hears a certain song playing in the background. He's like, huh, that song sounds familiar. And they're like, shut up, Steve. You don't listen to the song. We're listening to the code. But then he, they're, they're passing a little merry-go-round, like rocking horse, mm-hmm. those little quarter rides. And it's playing that song. The song is a daisy, daisy, give me your hand. So true. I don't know if that's the actual lyrics. but I have no idea. So, okay. so d- It's a very Russian sounding song, prototypical. Uh, like, I only know this yeah. song because of Scream, the TV series on MTV. That was like a huge reoccurring song in the right. first season because the the one of the main characters is named Daisy. Okay. So, guys, <laughs> I'd love that show. I'm very excited for the new one. But um, so they find out that the secret Russians are actually right there in the Stardome shopping mall. And Robin breaks the code and finds out that, yes, they are meeting. They're they're scheduling a secret meeting in this warehouse kind of in the back where they like drop off deliveries. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go and spy on them. That's where we get Lucas' sister to come in. The really annoying little sister. Erica. Has all the snappy comebacks. She uh, wants her free samples. Yeah, she, she's not going to get those free samples. <laughs> I can tell you that. No more. Genius. Uh, so we've pretty much set up all the characters for this one until we start you know, getting introduced to other ones later on. So we've got Joyce and Hopper. They're dealing with... Uh, conspiracies and magnets and and russians and who and, better to go for a conspiracy theory than to go see good old murray, murray which he first appeared in season two with uh will and nancy uh, correct they went jonathan to, and nancy. jonathan nancy jonathan nancy they went to his place mm-hmm. and murray's great at settling sexual tension yep he seems to be the uh the good old counselor guy Mm-hmm. The good old, uh, yeah. So Gosh. Murray is like, yes, it's Russians. I've been saying <laughs> this all along. And Joyce is just like, magnets? But. Believe all women and believe Murray. Yep. <laughs> They're right. They're right. Hopper's just trying to connect with his daughter. He <laughs> don't got time for all this, but he's in love with Joyce. We forgot yeah. about that part. Uh, Joyce stood him up. Yep. They were going to go on a not date to a fancy restaurant, but she went and saw their teacher instead who explained the whole magnet situation. Like the, the kid's teacher, that's the one that gets them into the AV club and all that. I can't remember his name, but 
I love him. And he's building... He's he's building his uh, D&D figurines. My mom didn't realize that's what he was doing. I'm like, those are D&D figures. It's dope. But um, he's the one who puts the whole... Someone's building something to mess up the the magnets. Right. And that's why Joyce is like, this is what's happening. And I can't remember if she says something about Murray or Hopper's like, oh, I know who we could talk to about yeah. conspiracy theories. So they find Murray. And then what happens next? <laughs> uh, Let's switch gears. Okay. Instead of just recapping the whole season, let's just go right into the feels. Let's go right to our favorite parts. So, overall, right now, as it stands, this season is highly consistent. There's not a dull moment. No. Everything means something. And when I say everything, I mean like small throwaway lines have some sort of significance later on. Now... I want to go into the Robin and Steve like tandem that they have going on. We all know that Dustin and Steve, best bromance. I mean, well, I mean, mother-son romance. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, like Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, gosh. Which uh, they did show parts of that into the movie, or the, movie, or the yeah. show itself. And he was like, you know... I might have been too drug, but mm-hmm. was he trying to sleep with his mom? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Robin, turns out, went to school with Steve, Steve. Had the same class. Steve didn't know, didn't pay attention, and Robin really wanted to be him. Yes. Re- she said, to... She first she said, I was obsessed with you. Right, okay. Which you're led to believe... That means she had a crush on him. Uh-huh. Like, who wouldn't? Steve is a cutie yeah. batootie and a great mother of your children. And this so, is setting up good... This is good chemistry between yes. two really good actors. Oh, so good. Uh, which reminds me, later on, the the scene where they're having the stall, the stall when they're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. There's a video that shows... The very top of the video is the regular scene. Mm-hmm. The bottom of it is a scrolling, like, script mm-hmm. showing... How it's just how a you're supposed to read it, yeah, right. And I have so much love for both of those characters in that scene, mm-hmm. even more so because it's script because it is spot on. Really, it oh. is so. See, I love good. finding like the when Spider Verse came out when they had like the script mm-hmm. for the What's Up Danger scene, like reading the descriptions for that. And Midsummer has a really good oh good script. So. um but just to kind of recap, they they go yeah. to the meeting, they find the Russians, they mm-hmm. find the secret elevator, they accidentally go into the elevator, and they're in this underground secret Russian lair. And they get caught. They get caught. And they, and get, they get tortured. And uh, a slight Indiana Jones reference right there when they're tied up on the chair back to back, which is really cool. And poor Steve can't make one season without getting his... Poor little face. His beautiful little face. They still don't mess the hair up much. No, his hair is so <laughs> His hair good. is very poofy and big. But they just... Uh, poor Steve is going to have head trauma. <laughs> Probably does. Because he gets his face 
just all kind of smush every season. Mm-hmm. First, Jonathan and him fight season one. Yes. And Jonathan kicks his butt, and Dustin brings all this up. Then him and Billy fight season two, gets his butt kicked by Billy. Mm-hmm. And then they're trying to take down these Russian guards, and he's like, I'll get it, I'll get it. And Dustin's like, have you ever won a fight? <laughs> He did. He did win one. He did win one when he took <laughs> it's down exactly a Russian Exactly the guard. way he thought he told him. Yeah, I'm just gonna you know sneak up behind him I mean, and rush him. <laughs> just rush him. Uh, it's a natural progression of getting beat up. You got mm-hmm. you got to get beat up by the loser. Got to get beat up by the the villain. Uh, the villain. And you got to get beat up by the Russians. The, 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 the small hometown villain, and then the big yeah. conspiracy it's, villain. It's, you know the b- <laughs> boss. So he and Robin are tied up in a chair. Russians come in. Looks like With they're going to torture them something. Serum. But they give them some drugs to make them tell the truth. And they want to know, who do you work for? <laughs> it scoops a hoy. It scoops a hoy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just not taking it seriously because they're telling the truth. It's ridiculous. And, and they're drugged. N- they're high as a kite. They're high off their asses. And it's so funny. And they're just laughing about things. Who do you work things? for? <laughs> the Scoop Troop. <laughs> Scoops Ahoy. Who else is involved? Oh, my friend Dustin. He lives on this. and He lives here. And she goes see him. You know, this is what it looks like. And the little just... curly-haired boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, so how do they end up breaking out? Dustin and Erica come in. Yeah, they come in their little RV. Sticks. Not RV. The little <laughs> go-kart. <laughs> they Bust in with their little go-kart and their tasers and knock out some Russians. Yep. And drive them away and they're still stoned off their gourd and not making some great decisions. And so they sneak off into the little background, like the, I almost said cast member tunnels. This isn't yeah. Disney. <laughs> um, the behind the mall. Basically thing. the employees. The stuff. Yeah. But they, they kind of... Gave us a sneak peek to that in the first episode. Excuse me, hiccup. The first episode when all the kids went to go to the movies. Yeah. So they come in through Scoops Ahoy, and you find out that there's this hallway for the employees between Scoops Ahoy and the movies. So they go and hide in the movies. And Dustin tries to go radio the rest of the group because they're finally above ground. Earlier they were trying to radio them, but they were underground and couldn't be heard. But, um... Erica is supposed to keep a, a, a watch on our little stoned friends as they're watching um, Back to the Future. Yes. But she's too enthralled, I suppose, into Back in the Future and loses our little couple. And that's when they have our lovely bathroom scene. Which is probably my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Steve always has my favorite moments. Yes. Especially in the... Uh, I think it was the first season. First or second season. I can't remember which one. I think it was second. Where uh, Jonathan and Nancy get together. And then Nancy's trying to, to tell Steve about things. And she's like... I forgot exactly what the context was. But mm-hmm. I know that he was completely understanding. Yeah. And was fine with it. And was like, it's okay. It's all right. Everything's cool. He's moved on, Nancy. Yeah. And that's where like I started to really love Steve. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where he's definitely by far my favorite character in the whole show. So they're coming down off their drugs because they stared at the lights a little too long and they just puked their guts out and we saw it on screen. I didn't need to see that part. But that was really cool. I, 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 I like to throw up. 
It was yellow and green. Ew. And, Stephen and uh, Steve's a little bit um, more clean with his because I, I was noticing like the throw up going to the toilet. <laughs> and uh, uh, Robin kind of got it all over the seat. Yep. And then Steve was pretty much all in the bowl. Uh, of course, we don't see the after effects later on. It's just during the process. Yes. Uh, so, like you said, they were coming down and they had their backs against each other on the wall, mm-hmm. of, the, uh, uh, wall of the stall. One stall each. And this is where... Steve wants... He's he's found a girl. Mm-hmm. He's moved on from Nancy. He was once in love with her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And not he anymore. He thinks he loves someone else. And describes, son... I mean, very a obviously... Scoops Ahoy employee. It's definitely Robin. Yes. So he crawls under there. And now they're facing each other in a stall, sitting down, and he's like, coming off the something. high. And uh, this is where we see her go back to the original conversation mm-hmm. of... Why she was obsessed with him. Yep. Because she wanted to be him. And yep. she wanted that girl... What was her name? See, I'm bad with names. I don't know the girl. Okay. Name. I'll come better prepared next time. There was a girl <laughs> who had a crush on Steve. Yes. But Robin had a crush on, on her. He's like... But she's a girl. And she's like, Steve. And he's like, oh. And he just kind of looks let down in a way. But it's... At first I thought he was let down. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, he's just... It's just his mind's blown because he didn't even think about that. <laughs> he didn't know lesbians existed till now. Right. And after his initial reaction, he... Starts making fun of the girl. And yep. it's like, she sings like a Muppet. And just starts like joking. It's like, you don't want to go for her. This And so we see Steve go from, in season one, calling Dustin, uh, you know, a gay slur. Mm-hmm. To season three, being really cool with somebody who is gay. He's, he's an ally now. Exactly. And, and he's just joking about it. And he was just like, yeah, no, she's not good enough for you. He's going to be, kind he's of gonna be her wingman. Or, yeah. Which we find out they're each other's wingmans by the end of the season. Yeah. So. And the weird guy from the movie store. <laughs> Which did work at the arcade at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. He wants Keith. to be with Nancy. I remember his name. Yeah. He he wants Nancy. Because I remember yeah. Will had to be. No, not Will. Mike had to be like, I'll give you a day with my sister. <laughs> He's like, all right. But. He always plays this weird guy, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he looks like a weird guy, yeah. but he's perfect for it. Yeah. He was in a weird commercial uh, where they're doing the, like, half-assed rates or half-assed service for something, and he was at an amusement park. He was like, yeah, you know, I haven't checked the machines in a while, whatever. It may work. <laughs> and he pulls... He me. was he was the, uh, if I'm thinking right, he's in Jurassic World, the one that operates the ride that the kids get He might be that, stuck. too. <laughs> I think he's that kid. <laughs> This is so unimportant to the it's, it's, <laughs> It really is. We we picked the two most ADHD people to put to do this. <sighs> yeah, Oops. we did. We we like to go on tangents and we're not focused, but we're gonna focus. We're gonna get there. So, uh, that's my favorite part of the season. Now it's yeah, not the most thing. impactful <laughs> because there's some there's something later on that will it, it made me it made me cry. Oh, I cried a lot. I bawled like a baby. I was told that when the part comes up, that I would bawl. When the part did come up, I what I thought 
was a scene, which is, let me get you up to the speed a little bit. This is where Hopper uh, throws great value on her Schwarzenegger into the uh, machine. It destroys right. it. I was gore. thinking the whole time, I was like, did they do yep. that weird de-aging thing? To, <laughs> like one of those like mocap where they put his face on yep. somebody, but it just doesn't look quite right. It's very uh, Terminator-esque. So that's just another big nod to that. Yes, he is the gyrosphere. Sorry, I'm on IMDb. Oh. <laughs> it is the same guy. Wow. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Keith is the same guy. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's the same guy. Uh, I'm yelling. But after that, there has to be a key turned. Actually, two keys turned. And yes. they're pretty far away from each other. They have to have two people turn the keys at the same time mm-hmm. in order to destroy the machine. Him and Joyce tried their best. Yeah, Murray was unable to because he, he had to do something else. And uh, this is where Joyce had to MacGyver it up and get a belt and then... But the room's supposed to be cleared. Yeah. Of any good guys, at least. Because the very beginning, the very first episode showed, I think the opening sequence, mm-hmm. it shows the, the, Russians. the Russians... Trying it out. And then uh, it, in Russia. Yep. And it explodes. Yep. And, and kills you have, everybody in the room. Everybody gets just gooed up and it's gross and stuff. And then this is where uh, Hopper can't get to Joyce. He can't escape. The, the thing broke a little bit and there's like electricity yep. blocking them. Very uh, Tesla-like machine yeah. going on there to where it's going to fry him if he touches it. So this is where we get the sad music. We get we know what's going to happen. Hopper's it, it going to die. It reminded me so much of the first Captain America movie. Oh, yes. Because they were talking about, oh, we're going to go on this date, and we're going to do this. Oh, this, that's and so good. And he's so and Hopper's so American that it makes sense. Yeah, and he then kinda, he sacrifices yeah. himself while Peggy listened, Joyce watched. Or she didn't see it. No. She looks away. I think that's very important later. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's uh, very important because there's a small part where it starts to explode. We don't see Hopper. Mm-mm. And we see the dust of everybody else. Yeah. We don't see no dust where Hopper was. But if you freeze the frame, there's a ladder that goes down. Mm-hmm. So we kind of think he escaped. And the after credits scene. Oh, gosh. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Well, we're going to continue the... Uh, sad. Weekend. The sad. So Eleven lost her powers. Overuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, big battle at Starcourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, whoa. Billy in this, kind of trapped her. Yep. In her own powers. Billy succeeded after uh, getting the big monster. Which, by the way, the scene where it's going through the woods Oof. and they, they go to Hopper's house mm-hmm. is so cool. The sound effects are great. The lighting is fantastic. The, the tension the is really good. The wheelers on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And then the little girl's like, look at the forest. And mom's like, look at the fireworks. Why the hell are you looking at the forest? <laughs> Me as a mom. <laughs> this is where they had the first fight with the monster. Yes. And we see everybody kind of pitch in to help out. Eleven, normally in this situation, you would see her just throw the monster away, destroy it. Which she mm-hmm. does... Of course, sever the lamprey heads or tentacles or whatever that are yeah. coming out. But this is where Nancy comes up and John wicks the, the hell out of it with very precise shotgun blasts to the face. 
of this monster. You got uh, Lucas. What did Lucas do? Did he do something the with fireworks. it? The fireworks. He did well, that at the mall. Court. That's yes. later, but I don't know if he did anything. No, it was Will. Not Will. It was, ah, gosh, Jonathan. Yes. With the axe. And it yes. starts, like, hacking away. And so everybody kind of pitches in on this. And this is this where... It's one of the first times we have almost the whole gang back yes. together. Everybody's been on their separate missions. This last episode brings them all back together for the most part. Almost all of them. Yeah. It's not until the mall yeah. that we have the whole team together. And this is where we have the Battle of Starcourt, mm-hmm. which, by the way, was way better than the Battle of the Winterfell and Game of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, much more impactful, much cooler. Uh, Billy has eleven. Eleven can't use her powers, and uh, she's injured too. Yep, she there had the uh, bite, which had the goop uh, in her leg, and that was so gross. Oh god, it was so cool. Uh, it, I had to turn away for a second. Well, I don't say turn away; like my body cringed, cringed yeah. a little bit. And, and then Hopper comes in and steps on it, and you're finally like, yeah, <laughs> woo! Uh, Hopper, I mean. Ow! <laughs> Hawkins, a symbol. He had Captain America come in there yeah. and save the day. Yeah. Yo, we forgot a character. And a very important character. Oh, you're we'll talking about... Uh, Alexi Smirnoff. <laughs> Smirnoff. Uh, a very likable character. Very. Ghost. I cried when he got shot. That sucked. He was. He was. He had a Woody Woodpecker uh, stuffed animal that he been won. been watching Woody Woodpecker. Likes America. Yep. He wants to be American. And what he was doing was the American dream, which is winning a prize at a fair. Yes. And he won a very American prize, and that's when he gets shot by. He great was a value. Russian spy. He was where he was yeah. a scientist working for the Russians, and Hopper and Joyce pretty much caught him and mm-hmm. held him captive. And he wants he just wants his Woody Woodpecker and his cherry slushies, and to be American. <laughs> And he got his wish for a few small moments. For a second. Yep. Before he got shot. Oh, gosh. Poor guy. A lot of memes come from that. A lot of memes. A lot of memes. All right. He's just slipping on, sipping on that slurp. Slurp. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Sipping on that slurpy. There we go. So. The cherry one, not strawberry. Yes. But he cherry. does like strawberry. But there's no difference. It's just sugared water. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> uh, yes. Shortly. After the infection in Eleven's leg and the little tentacle, part of the Demogorgon comes in. Very graphic. She finally gets it out, but has to use a lot of her power to get it out. Uh, which you would think she could use a lot, but of course this is where, you know... Also, it hurts like hell. Oh, so yeah. like, that's gotta be affecting it. Oh, gosh. And this is where Billy tries to come in and get Eleven's... Strangling. Power. Yes, but Poor before that, girl. we saw we did see Eleven get into his memories, and see on the beach Him his, with his mom, the relationship that he had with his mom, which was great, and then the not not very good relationship he had with his dad, mm-hmm. and then, and his, then mom, his mom abandoning him. Yes. with his dad, which explains it doesn't excuse mm-hmm. Billy's behavior, but it explains his behavior. Yep. And it makes him a more sympathetic villain. He's still a villain, but he's a sympathetic. But it's something to grasp on that makes him human. That is yeah. his, uh, what do you call it? Uh, his not his relic, but his anchor to mm. being human. And because right now he's not very human. He's nope. Demogorgon. But when Eleven starts spouting out those lines, 
about his mother describing how beautiful she is. Flower. She had yellow sandals covered in sand. Yep. It it snaps him back in reality, Mm -hmm. and that's where he seven feet. Seven feet. Oh yeah. Must have been. He said the wave was seven feet. Very touching moment. This brought a tear to my eye, but it wasn't quite uh, up to what I thought was the moment that's going to make me like really, really cry. Mm-hmm. Which the Hopper death, of course, did a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're going to get to. Uh, I can't wait for the, that part when we get start talking about it, because I'm going to tear up again. Mm. Uh, Billy fights it. Yeah. He... In the same way that is reminiscent of when he fought it by telling Miss Wheeler to get away because Miss Wheeler kind of reminded him of his mom. And that's what he wanted was a mom. So that's, he was protecting that just like he was protecting himself, protecting the memory. It was a very good callback that wasn't quite so obvious until you think about it. And I didn't, I didn't catch this till you're just now saying it. Uh, He stands up the tentacle, Big monster tries to grab Eleven, and he, he stands in the way. latching onto him in different spots. Oh, he fights it, man! Yeah, man he's versus him, but it is beast tearing him <laughs> apart. And you know he's gonna die. He's sacrificing himself because he needs to make up for what he's done wrong. And poor Max is watching it all, watching it happen. And as soon as that happens, that's when the machine blows up. That's when Hopper dies, quote unquote. That's when... The fireworks are going on. Lucas found a fireworks yeah. stand. It's 4th of July. And he's like, doesn't like fire. So they're all up on the top floor of the shopping mall. They're like in the food court. The Demi-Gorgon's basically in the food court area. Yes. And they're all up on the t- upper floors just shooting fireworks. <laughs> one after another. Like those big... One with the, the, the panther on, or the jaguar or whatever. Yeah, black cat. The, yeah, mm-hmm. those fireworks. Everybody pitches in. Everybody has their small moments. Everybody's useful. Uh, maybe not so much Will, because he just touches his neck throughout the whole season. With it's coming. Uh, it's funny how you have a Jurassic Park shirt on, even though it's... Stranger Things is very 80s. But the part where they're hiding behind the counter... Oh, yeah. Very. And the tentacles like looking at him is very reminiscent of... The Velociraptors. The, yes. There's a lot of like small nods to a lot of 80s and course maybe one or two things from the 90s uh it's a very colorful episode a very awesome battle and a very fitting end to this monster that just plops down which by the way is the end of the whole starcourt mall area it gets demolished blown up and we get a uh six months later it's been a few months yeah few three or four months three to six months i can't remember yeah i think which one three okay three months don't quote me on that uh, they had to sell a whole house. That could take a while. Yeah. So there's no hopper, so Eleven can't be around. We can't, Eleven doesn't have a home, Mm-mm. so decides to... Yeah, the, the, the Demi-Gorgon destroyed her house. Yep. And w- Joyce was already considering moving. They, that had been mm-hmm. something that they had bought up that uh, Hopper was saying that he wants it to feel like... He wants Hawkins to feel like home for her again, and that's why he's going with her for the magnets. Like, he wants her to feel safe. Right. But you kind of can't feel like home when you know one person died and the other person you pretty much assume is dead has died here and there's countless other crazy conspiracy things that are happening. Uh, all they're the all news. over the news now. Hawkins 
hell question mark yeah this is where the big moment where sad moment very sad very very sad moment uh Eleven finds is it Eleven? The heart to heart. She finds the letter, and this is where we have they're, the voiceover monologue. Packing up his clothes. Yes. And he, she finds it in the pocket, and it was either her or Joyce. Joyce was there when she found it. And she's like, "Oh, he never read it to you." Yeah. She's like, "No," and she's like, "You need to go read this." So when he starts, we get the same first part that he said previously when he was going over the letter itself. Mm-hmm. And they cleverly cut. And when he tried to start his heart-to-heart when yeah. Mike and her were being so cringy. <laughs> uh, they cleverly cut it to where we thought that it was just going to be a simple, small thing. Mm-hmm. But later on we find out that he rewrote a couple of things and it started ad-libbing. It really went heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. And the speech that he gave. The monologue is beautiful. I- I'm tearing up right now thinking about yeah. it. Because it is so good. This is This killed me. All right? I can't go in depth about it because, like, I don't remember much, much because my... It, it's still, it's very similar to Joyce's, <laughs> what that he wants this place to be a home yeah. for her. Where she could feel safe and that, um... Oh my god, I'm just drawing a blank. That there, things are gonna knock you down, but don't, like, wish that it didn't happen. That, like, use it to build yourself. Like, bad things could lead to even greater things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, we see Hopper talking. He's the one who's reading the letter while wow, mm-hmm. he's writing it. Eleven is breaking down crying. I'm, I'm crying. breaking down crying. <laughs> I'm not okay. Uh, because it just felt so genuine. And it felt like a proper goodbye. I feel as if, if, his, if he didn't die, then... If he didn't die, and he shows up in episode one of season four... Which of course they're going to have a season four. It's gonna it's gonna feel like that death is cheap. That that moment is cheap for me. They need a, to milk a, it a few episodes, at least a few, or do something with the upside down to where he maybe be stuck in there, and the only way that Eleven can communicate with him is through her powers. But she can't use them now. She can't see where he is. Yeah. So that's why she assumes that he's dead. Everybody assumes that he is dead. I hadn't cried so hard since Captain America picked up the hammer. Really? I have not. Because when I when I say that moment, it's because I cried for the rest of the film. Like, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't crying. So, I was sitting there and I was, I, I hurt. Yeah. I hurt Did so hard. Did you come home right as I was seeing that scene? There was something I was watching recently and I was like bawling my eyes out and Race came home like right as I was watching. No, it was Glee. Never mind. <laughs> Wow, what a what a turn! What a completely different. Uh, it was the quarterback the episode, show. the 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 tribute to the guy who passed away. Oh, episode. okay, that makes sense. So, 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 never mind on that. So we're we're gonna change gears a little bit and go into the happiness, the singing. My favorite scene. Uh, Dusty, oh. Dustin the has girlfriend's a girlfriend. Real, yeah. She just happened to be there when he was... Everything he said about her not being there, finals, doing, like, uh, schoolwork, homework, something like that. Mm -hmm. It's all true. Yep. She just finally picked up, and she thinks it's just a normal conversation of... She thinks he's been avoiding him because he's been trapped down into that elevator Mm -hmm. underground. 
but uh, they need to unlock a safe that has the keys to turn off the gate. Yep. But the code that Alexi gave them is wrong. Is uh, Plank's constant, mm-hmm. which is a number. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Nope. And neither did they. <laughs> nope. So, but Dustin, <laughs> Dusty Bunny knew who would know it. Yep. So he goes and they, they go back to the tower that they built. The Scoops Troop is at the tower. And he calls Susie Pooh. And she's like, you've been ghosting me for a week and you want me to just like give you a number now? He's like, please, I'll do anything. I'll make it up to you. And she's like... I know how you can make it up to me right now. And he's like, no, baby, please, no. And she's like, do it. And everybody else is like. Say it. Say whatever it is. And they break out into the most beautiful duet of the never ending story theme. They both sing it. They both and it's a, sing it. And it's a wonderfully done scene. And everybody else is just looking at the radio in complete bewilderment. While they're being chased, well, some characters are being chased yep. by the Demogorgon. There's other uh, ones basically got a ticking time bomb going on. I yep. love Joy. Jim and Joyce are just like, oh my God. Like, Jim just puts his heads on his hand. Joyce, like, puts her head against the wall and is just like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> uh, but. Completely. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. Didn't think they'd do something like that. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it, it was cute. And I know I was telling you earlier, I don't know if I said it on here, but Dustin and Lucas both have Broadway experiences. That's okay. where they started off. Dustin was in um, Les Mis. He was Gervache. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie, so that's probably why I didn't know. Okay. Well, he, was, he wasn't in the movie. He was on Broadway, like actual Broadway Bro- okay, that's doing right. it. And so there, so Broadway has this like social media called the Playbill, yeah. and they do like a lot of behind the scenes and stuff. And so they actually have him hosting a behind the scenes episode of he's like, here's oh. our dressing room, here's our costumes, here's this, and he's like, you know, they're little bitty babies on Stranger Things, but he's like yeah. an itty bitty baby on here, <laughs> and it's so cute. It's the cutest interview. And Lucas was young Simba in Lion King on the, Broadway. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so, so cool. they both have. Musical experience. Mike and Will are both in a band during their non-recording times. That's awesome. And Millie Bobby Brown likes to rap in her free time. So, like, all Makes of them Makes sense. Have... She's friends with Drake or something. Yeah, and her... that, we're, that's yeah we're not going to get into that one. We're not going to get into that. No. But, um, so, yeah, they're, they're, these are a very multi-talented bunch. And the fact... That they got to do this. And then Lucas showed his off when him and Max are making fun of him at the end. And they're singing it too. And yeah. they're breaking it <laughs> down. And oh, it's great. And I loved it. And I, there's like a thing on YouTube where it's like Lucas and Susie sing never ending story theme on a 10 hour loop. And I'm like, I could just listen to that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> never ending story. <laughs> Don't looking at me like this. Yep. So but. we've talked about a lot of good things. Are there any disappointments in this season? Any questions that went unanswered that you had maybe? Because uh, I can't think of anything really negative off the bat. Mm-hmm. I, there were some things that were underutilized, I think. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the critical part of me. But I think the 
Max and Lucas relationship thing was just kind of like it's just ho home. Oh, uh, will they won't they on and off again? Yeah, it's an overdone trope. Yeah, uh, which I mean a lot of things in the show are, but yeah. it didn't really. It, 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 I get why it's there, but it's kind of felt unneeded. Yeah, or they should should have focused a little bit more on it. Uh, mm. My big thing that me and my mom are like yelling at the TV about. Mm-hmm. So. And I feel like so bad, but Nancy drives me nuts. <laughs> and I, like as a feminist, I feel bad that Nancy drives me nuts. Especially with how, like, I, my mom, my sister was like, Nancy's so stupid. She just needs to shut up and, like, go. I'm like, no, they're treating her like trash. Yeah. She doesn't need to just go with it, but she needs to, like, get back at them better. Like, yeah. rather than this Nancy Drew stuff. My mom kept on saying, she goes, her mom is friends with all their wives. All those men's wives. We already know that she's like friends with all the. You tell your mom and she gets their wives on them and those men are done for like. Oh, gosh. Oh, her, her mom's point. speech to her. I was teary eyed at that part. I thought it was really good. That was a really good. Yeah. And I feel like Miss Wheeler doesn't have very much opportunity to shine i felt like this season she still didn't have much opportunity to sign but she mm-hmm. she had a better moment this year all the parents in this and my mom says it's just a very 80s thing and i'm like these are some negligent parents they're just letting them very go roam and be free and i'm like nah that stresses me out i mean the the, the most like unnegligent parents would be choice Right, and that, like, so that scene where they're at the fair and they find Miss Wheeler and they're like, yeah. "Where are the kids?" Oh, you just—it's just so hard to tell these days. They were at Will's and now they're at this, and then you're just like, "No, where are the kids?" And that's when they're on the gravitron thing, yeah. which I call it a gravitron. I She's guess. like, "Get in." <laughs> Have you ever been to one of those? Yes, they're awesome. I worked at Mission Space. Oh, that's which right. Is just a big uh. version of it. <laughs> Have you ever Disney edition, Alex? Hundred percent. Uh, but overall impressions. So we talked about before the podcast what we thought of season one and season two, and mm-hmm. compared to season three, uh, if we want to compare it. And I think it's the strongest season yet. Yes. Uh, one being a close second, and two being my least favorite right. season. Right. Which, that's which apparently really is saying. a controversial thing. My hey. sister loves season two, and hey. I'm just like, no. I don't know. I'm just not a big. I don't like the whole story about all the other numbers and their power i was just like eh. a lot of people didn't like that at all uh, i know a couple of people said they checked out but forced themselves to watch or i was kind of like that yeah that episode and for me that i, I, I like that episode a lot because it was different it kind of gave me like a fresh look into something yeah i didn't was, know anything about it i i liked the episode but it just felt very out of place it, it in is, comparison to the rest of the show. It's just like, oh, also, here's this going on. And I was just like, that was weird, but okay. I commend the directors and writers that tried something different with it. Yes. They tried it. And they probably saw that it didn't, it didn't really live up to the hype or mm-hmm. it didn't live up to expectations, even though it was still a really good episode. It didn't really quite fit. Yeah. So they didn't do anything like that in season three. Yeah. To where it's just something off and random everything comes together yeah uh i of course love season three best and i think this 
the show itself is stronger than it's ever been. And, and it, I think it helps. It's very similar to, what were we talking about? Oh, when we're talking about like the the chemistry between the original Avengers and like, oh, they've had all these movies to work together on and build that chemistry. Yes. These kids have basically been spending whole summers together and like every minute and watching interviews with them is so cute and like hearing like they were on Fallon recently and they were just talking about how like oh they have a song that they sing just to annoy each other or that scene when the battle of the stardome when they're trying to get down the escalator but they slide in between yeah the escalators they talked about how like the whole shoot they were doing that and like all the people backstage were like don't do that. You need to stop. And they put like a cone there and Lucas just like kicked the cone over and kept <laughs> Caleb is his real name. Okay. Like kicked it over and was like, screw that. I'm going to do it anyways. And then finally one of the camera people was like, you know what? Do that for this shot. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. Like they were <laughs> super into it, but like seeing them be good friends on screen, off screen, uh, the kids, the, the teenagers used to be in it, but they kicked the teenagers out. But the kids have a group chat, like a, a text group oh, chat that they keep up with okay. each other. Like, it's so cute. And I, I just love them. They're growing up together. They're growing up together. They And they are grow. It's so weird seeing them, like, kiss and do stuff. But when I'm, like, thinking back, I'm like, well, yep, they're at the right age. That's when I was, like, finding what yeah. making out was. Like, and make, but seeing them grow up, I'm like, ugh, I don't. And you want them like to have this. that innocence forever. Yes. At this moment, I can go ahead and guarantee you that one or two, if not a lot of them, are going to do some things that are going to be very shame-worthy, but that's part of growing mm-hmm. up. Caleb is 18 now. Really? And he's got facial hair and stuff. Like, oh, wow. He has to shave for the show, but like, oh my gosh. It's just, it. it's so weird. I can't, you know, I'm used to... Growing up with the Disney Channel kids, you you see them growing up, but it's always just a very um, I can't think of the word surreal thing to see people grow up on TV. Oh I yeah, don't know. that's a strange. You get thing. attached to them. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the same way that Harry Potter fans grew mm-hmm. up with. Uh, yeah, the same cast throughout yeah. the whole show. And uh, once they're done, you know, they do other things, obviously, and they're very successful at it. But, but they'll always be your little baby. They're coming back. And yeah. they're going to do things that are going to be completely different. Coming back to Hogwarts. Going uh, back to school. As it stands right now, I think Stranger Things is the best show on Netflix. Uh, one of the best original, like, oh, yes. shows. And... Definitely one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. And I'm, I have a habit of saying something is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. but uh, we can do a whole podcast on it later on. But the gist of it is, I think things get better and better as Why they Why do you think it's so popular? Like, you, you look, the year that Stranger Things came out, it was, 11 was like the most used Halloween costume. Yeah. Like, it was the most popular Halloween costume that year. It was like the Harley Quinn of that year. Uh, and it's like, still a very popular costume. And you yeah. see the Funko Pops. You see books and binders. And, like, it is one of the biggest pop culture icons mm-hmm. right now. And I think that's part of the re- You know, people will say critical role and stuff. And they are a big part. But I feel like 
D&D is coming. It's bigger than it's ever been. And Absolutely I think it does been. have a huge thing to do with Stranger <laughs> Things. You could even get a, a beginner's pack right now. That's like, it looks like Will's D&D books. Oh, and it awesome. comes with a Demigorgon Demi figurine. Like, it's, okay, going into the costume part of like why Eleven was so popular and why she's like one of the best costumes to dress up as in her Halloween, it's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's simple and it's got familiarity into it, mm-hmm. which means Legos. You can go to your freezer, pick it up, Egos. put it on a dress. Egos. Like I said Legos, <laughs> didn't I? I got Legos in my fridge. We're going to build an igloo. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy. You go to your fridge, grab it, and you're like, oh, look at me, and you put some ketchup on your nose, yep. and you're, you're 11. Shave your head, bam. I uh, put on a blonde, a cheap yeah. blonde wig. Plus, it, it's got that wishful thinking of a, of a child that you want to have superpowers. Yeah. And she's a girl, and she kicks ass. She's quiet, but also a hero. Mm-hmm. And she's just this unknown being in this world, even though she's just a kid yeah uh when it comes to D and I mean D and d's had his low points yes uh, especially when it came to that tom hanks movie back in the 80s where it demonized like Dungeons and dragons stuff like that i didn't know he did i think it was tom Hanks. i could i i have to think of the or find what the name of the sh- uh movie is but it, it pretty much demonized it and then I he had the tom hanks yeah, you had the Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out like two thousand mm-hmm. early two thousands. That was really terrible. It was just a typical. I've oh, never it just sucked into. Before. Yeah, it's. Yo. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bad. It's not. Yeah. A, it's not a good movie. Uh, I know it used to be called like the Demons Game, and churches were like, "Don't encourage it." Yeah. These kids are playing with demons. But I am checking it right now. And it's called Mazes and Monsters. Mazes and Monsters. Was it Tom Hanks? 1982. Yep. Holy cow. I'll have to check that out. That's great. Um, uh, not anybody that's very recognizable off the thing, but it just, it pretty much demonizes it and it, the character goes crazy. Oh, that's sad. And gets trapped in this world. Kind of like, they, they, they make it seem like it's acid or something. Like the labyrinth. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I uh, feel like I'm on acid when I watch that movie. <laughs> But I love that movie, y'all. And then he kind of came back sort of on the map mm-hmm. when Vin Diesel, a very known celebrity, at the height of his career, I would say, he wrote the Ford in one of the Dungeons and Dragons editions. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like put a small plan in the back of people's minds. Mm-hmm. But it's not, of course, till the Twitch generation, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube generation, and Critical yeah. Role that it I just I think podcast up. culture yeah, and Stranger Things mm-hmm. is what blew it back up but I, I if it's trending the way it is right now i can almost guarantee you within five between five and ten years we're gonna have professional D players in a contest role. no i'm not talking about like doing that i'm talking about like professional like there's a game show based on it that's mm-hmm. i want to say above critical role but like yeah. more available to the masses and more yeah. push in your face kind of thing. Kind of like how Ninja Warrior was when it came yeah, over here. Yeah. It's like, now it's all over Spike TV. What, Spike TV's not there anymore? G4? No, wait. Whatever they... Esquire TV or whatever it is now. Sci-fi uh, would probably be... Yeah. Wow, we, gotta, we, we, we went off. We are off. So, uh, that's Stranger Things, our recap of season three. You should watch it. It's so good. 10 out of 10. Yes. Done.